Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, and Joe Biden lectures Americans on gun control after Hunter Biden admitted to being a firearm criminal. Hmm, interesting that. Trudeau moves to implement a national freeze on handgun sales across Canada. We told you, Nancy Pelosi's husband goes drunk driving and gets arrested. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, today we remember and we reaffirm freedom is worth the sacrifice. Democracy is not perfect. It's never been good, perfect. But it's worth fighting for. My name is Benny Johnson and welcome to The Benny Show. Yes, Joe Biden, America and democracy has never been good. That's his message on Memorial Day in the middle of Arlington Cemetery to the families of those who've perhaps lost loved ones. It, you would have to assume that if they're there on Memorial Day. They're visiting the, the tombstones of their family members who had died in the service of, well, democracy and America and the principles for which this nation stands. And here our commander-in-chief standing there before them saying, well, you know, the principles that your loved one died for, never really been good, never been good. Joe Biden continues to utterly humiliate. And is it a Freudian slip or is it uh, what he actually believes? Joe Biden, by every measure, thinks of himself as an autocrat, wishes to essentially rule this country by fiat, and believes in the elite power structures where there is absolutely no accountability for him or his family members. And we see this in full display for the renewed calls for gun control. Joe Biden is a person who has protection of the most sophisticated and technologically adept firearms on planet Earth. Have you ever been in a presidential motorcade? I actually have. I've been able to ride and move along with presidential and administrative motorcades in this country for various reports. And let me tell you a little something. It's kind of like an invasion. If you were to invade Baghdad, you wouldn't have as many guns, as many 50 cal sniper rifles, as many tactical vehicles with special operators with their guns on straps and beards sitting there ready to go. Joe Biden, his entire career has been protected by assault weapons. Joe Biden, his entire career has been protected by men who are strapped to the hilt with side pieces and side arms and spec ops goggles ready to go. Joe Biden's been serving in the Senate since, I think, the American Revolution. Joe Biden has always and forever lived inside of, at least for the last 50 years, a bubble of guns protecting him, himself, and indeed his family. They live inside of the protection of guns. They would never have to handle one of those dirty things themselves, but they certainly trust the people who handle the guns for them to keep them alive and to keep them well as rightly they should. Nobody wants chaos to reign. But see, here's the thing is not all of us are senator for 50 years or vice president or president. Some of us have to do the dirty work ourselves in the sense of protecting ourselves and our families. And if guns are available to criminals, well, then you better assume that even though the laws may state you can't have a gun, they probably will have a gun. Even though the law says you're not allowed to do cocaine or prostitution or marijuana, it's amazing, but 
those things still happen all around this country. And so you best be able to defend yourself and your family. It's why when we were home shopping here in Florida, I was looking for a house with a gun safe, actually, because this is a great state, a castle law state, where the onus is upon you to protect yourself and your family. Some of us don't have the elite high privilege of Joe Biden or his family, as we may remind you. Joe Biden, this weekend, calling for more gun control and gun confiscation. They have played their hands, and now you are able to see precisely what they're going for. It has nothing to do with taking AR-15s off the street, as Beto O'Rourke said during the Democrat presidential debate. Yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. Yes, we're going to take your assault weapons. It has everything to do with disarming Americans all the way down to your kitchen knives. Every single type of firearm available. Take it all away. Joe Biden once again stating this and again on Memorial Day weekend dishonoring the legacy of the men and women who fought and died for this country by desecrating our Constitution once more. Joe Biden saying the Constitution is never absolute. They showed me an x-ray. He said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung, and we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it, and save the life. A 9mm bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high-caliber weapons is of today's simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting. I mean, I just, I remember, the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. So here's what you have. An autocrat in Joe Biden who wants to have protection for himself, wants to be armed to the teeth for himself, but wants to steal your constitutional right to not have the infringement of the government and your ability to protect yourself. Joe Biden there saying that the Constitution was never absolute. Well, you're going to have to show me where. My only question, how? Where is the Constitution not absolute? Where is the Constitution not binding by our courts and by our systems and by the bedrock of this nation? Somebody's going to have to take a step back and show me that. Joe Biden would have to call a constitutional convention in order to limit the Second Amendment. And as we have stated on this show, the Second Amendment really shouldn't have any limits at all. The Second Amendment didn't apply to canons. No historian can show you or me where the Second Amendment applied to canons at the time. Joe Biden likes to use this turn of phrase. Well, you know, you couldn't just buy a canon at the time of the Second Amendment. Yeah, you could. No historian has been able to track down how you couldn't buy a cannon at the time of the Second Amendment. And there were privateers. There were various vessels that the U.S. government would allow to have cannons and have the sign of Mark to head out and protect the interests of the United States, sort of by a commission. The United States actually enjoyed engaging in this profiteering and having those who were well-armed to the teeth defending its interests abroad and here at home. And so, no, there's absolutely no historic basis for when Joe Biden says you weren't allowed to own a cannon, and there's no historic basis for the limitation whatsoever of gun rights, and that's why we are very proud on this show to always and forever be encouraging of people's further rights. The assumption that as this country moves 
forward in the universe that more and more rights will be granted unto its citizens, including gun rights. When I was living in Washington, D.C., it was illegal to own a firearm. D.C. versus Heller allowed that finally in the District of Columbia. The District of Columbia was in violation of our Constitution. And as the Supreme Court begins to rule more and more on the Second Amendment, they seem to broaden and widen its scope instead of limiting it, which is very, very special and very cool and very in line with what our founders wanted. What they didn't want our founders, is people like Joe Biden in charge, who has a derelict cokehead son who broke every gun law on the books. And so we ask you, Joe Biden, if you're really serious about stopping gun criminals, why don't you throw Hunter Biden in jail? It's a very simple question. Why don't you take your kid, drag him into an ATF office and say here unequivocally, Hunter Biden engaged in illegal gun malpractice. Joe Biden's pro-gun control talking points are at odds with a standard applied to Biden's family. This according to Breitbart.com. In 2021, Hunter Biden lied to obtain a weapon. I'm sorry, forgive me. In 2018, Hunter Biden lied to obtain a weapon, failing to disclose he had a drug problem that was well documented. Did you know that not since the pandemic have stocks slid as much as they slid just last month. Quarterly earnings are abysmal. The economy is shrinking and mortgage rates are going through the roof because the Fed knows that an overheated economy and hyperinflation is going to lead to disaster. And it's already here, ladies and gentlemen. Stagflation and the worst economic climate in many decades is upon us. What are you doing to protect your wealth? In the Johnson family, we're using our friends at Birch Gold. We are buying precious metals and diversifying into something of real value. My wife and I, invested for the first time last month and Birch made it so easy. For the first time, we have our future protected by precious metals. We diversified into a tax-sheltered retirement account with gold and it couldn't have been easier. Please text Benny to 989898 to secure the gains you've made while you still can. Every roller coaster comes to an end. Every night at the bar comes with a hangover, and we are here. Do not get a headache over losing your fiat currency because of the dumb decisions made in Washington. Invest in something of real value. Gold, ladies and gentlemen, through Birch Gold, the only people I trust with my future. Text Benny to 9898 and start protecting your future today with gold. Hunter had never been charged with wrongdoing in the regard to that lie, and the weapon disappeared. Apparently, in 2019, Hunter revealed that the FBI had gotten involved in the case and speaking with his former sister-in-law turned lover, soup, I mean, just, what perverts this family, what a sick family. So his dead brother, Bo Biden, Hunter Biden swoops in and starts dating his widow. People are freaks. Anyway, in a dispute, it turns out that his brother's, his dead brother's widow took Hunter Biden's illegally obtained firearms and threw it into a dumpster at a grocery store across the street from a school. And well, let me like tell you uh, and admit to you something that I think is um, going to shock you. I am not the wisest uh, uh, when it comes to gun laws in this country. I don't know every book and letter 
of every gun law in the United States of America. I know I live in Florida, and I know that Florida is a fantastic state for gun ownership. I know there are some states that are even better, some states that have uh, open carry and that allow uh, for uh, you to go and to have your firearm right on your hip. Uh, We're traveling to Texas this week and I expect to see a lot of that. It's amazing to just go to the gas station, see a dude just packing there, buying himself a, a pack of beef jerky. But let me tell you something that I do know. While I may not be an expert, I'm not a lawyer on all gun laws in America, I do know this, that if I were to take an illegal firearm that was in my possession and if I were to throw it within like a couple feet of a school, that I probably wouldn't see the outside of a prison cell for the next 20 years. There is in no universe a legality to dumping a illegal firearm or any firearm for that matter, especially in our current news cycle, on the grounds of a school. And that's what Hunter Biden did. That's what Bo Biden's widow did. That's what the Biden family did. The Biden family are gun criminals. The Biden family committed gun crimes. The Biden family put children at a school in danger. The Biden family put themselves in danger and those in their communities because they have drug problems and they smoke crack and now they have guns. The Bidens are a disease and their children are a reflection of how corrosive and disgusting and rotted these people are. The basement dummy, which is Joe Biden, is a terrible father. He has used his power and prestige to get his son out of every single potential legal obstacle that he had in his life. Hunter Biden should have been locked away many years ago. And here he is walking around a free man. Meanwhile, you, a law-abiding, tax-paying, legal American gun owner, are going to be punished. Because some sociopath, mentally ill freak, went and did something awful using a tool, which is what a firearm is. It is a tool. Tools can be used for good or for evil. We went through a lot of statistics last week talking about how violence occurs in this country. And did you know that more people are killed through fists and feet and knives than they are by rifles in America. These are the FBI's statistics, by the way, in case you want to take it up with James Comey. The FBI says that knives, regular kitchen knives, you probably have one downstairs right now. I know we got a boatload of them. Those harm and kill more people than rifles every year. And fists and bodily implements, you're kicking someone, hitting someone, using a brick. This hurts, this kills more people every single year by orders of magnitude than rifles do. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, sitting there in a bombshell story of a handgun, which by the way, a handgun is what Hunter Biden owned. Handguns are the deadliest weapon in America. Handguns do kill more people than fists and knives. But they never really go for the handguns, do they? No. You know why? Because they'd have to put Hunter Biden in jail. They'd have to reveal to you that it's not about the scary looking guns. It's not about the AR-15 or the weapons of war. 
It's about the fact that they wish to disarm you because all tyrants wish to disarm their population so that they can trod upon them. A society that would give up its liberty for security deserves neither, is Ben Franklin and wisely stated. So apparently this story gets worse for the Bidens. The estranged widow-turned-lover of Hunter Biden stole the gun out of Hunter Biden's truck. The police and the FBI and the Secret Service came to the scene and took the gun, apparently, and said that the drugs and alcohol problems in the relationships were making the relationship between Hunter Biden and his estranged brother's widow-turned-lover very violent. Everyone rejoiced this last week when Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, and we thought that maybe he'd be taking that company out of the leftist cesspool and into the land of free speech, but he's not out of the woods yet. You see, Twitter is still platformed on Amazon web servers. Those are the racks and the servers that could pull Twitter offline if they don't like what Elon Musk is doing. You don't think they'll do it? They did the same thing to Parler. They offlined the entire platform and crashed it because they didn't like what was happening on it. This is how evil and how incestuous the left has become with their control of the internet. It's why we need a new American internet and it's why we are so thrilled to be partnering with RightForge.com. RightForge.com is the true American internet and founded on American free speech principles. That's why BennyJohnson.com is hosted by RightForge. RightForge is also bringing back President Trump to the internet by hosting Truth Social, a new online community for free thinkers and free speech. It's amazing to have a company that is investing in the real wire and infrastructure, the routers, the servers, the racks that make the internet possible. And if we don't go down to the very core, we'll never have free speech back. The core of American values is what drives RightForge, and we encourage you to go to RightForge.com. That's RightForge.com. And talk to them today about bringing your domain over so you are uncancelable by the left. RightForge.com. According to Hunter Biden's texts, I freaked when I saw it was missing 10 minutes after she took it and she went back to get it and it scared the S out of her that it was gone, which led state police to investigate me. True story. The establishment media reported that the FBI was heavily involved in Hunter's reckless gun incident, which if true, could be corrupt and also could contradict Joe Biden's political talking points on gun control. A curious thing happened at this time, according to Politico. Secret Service agents approached the owner of the store where Hunter Biden bought the gun and asked to take the paperwork involving the sale, according to two people of whom had firsthand knowledge of the episode. So here's the Secret Service operating as the Biden family Gestapo or the Biden family enforcement police trying to mitigate crimes of the Biden family, in case you're wondering how deep the rock goes in this country. The gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork, suspecting that the Secret Service officers wanted to hide the ownership of the missing gun in case they were involved in a crime, the people said. The owner, Ron Palmieri, 
later turned over the papers to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, which oversees federal gun laws. The Secret Service said it had no records of the agents investigating the incident. Oh, isn't that convenient? But the gun, uh, gun shop owner says otherwise. So here's what happens. Secret Service comes in to the gun shop and says, hey, we're going to get need all of the documents from Hunter Biden. We're the Secret Service. Put them up. Let's go. Give me these documents. And the gun store owner says, uh, why? We don't have to answer your questions, pal. Give us the documents. The gun store owner goes, no, I'm a gun store owner. I have a right to keep for my own records the cokehead kid of Joe Biden coming in and illegally purchasing a firearm. Secret Service is used as a shakedown operation, muscle for the mob. You may recall that the Secret Service also protected Hunter Biden during his coke-filled binges with prostitutes in California, often citing, according to Hunter Biden's emails, that Hunter Biden was using his father's credit card to buy coke and hookers and may actually be implicating Joe Biden, who was codenamed Celtic in the Secret Service, in the purchasing of prostitution and drugs. We'll see what comes when Republicans take over the House and start to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop, which will be so special. So it's not the first time that Joe Biden's been involved in direct criminality. It's not the first time that the Secret Service has swooped in to defend Joe Biden's cokehead kids and messed up family from criminal prosecution for their criminal activity. But when Joe Biden talks about gun control, remind yourself this. One, Joe Biden is protected by guns and assault weapons his entire life. Until he gives them up, we're not going to give them up. Two, Joe Biden, if you're actually serious about gun crimes and gun criminals, which the vast, vast majority, there hasn't been an NRA member who's ever done a mass shooting. Never happened. The vast, and when I say vast, I mean 99.9999999% of American gun owners are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens who legally own their guns, their property, and their right constitutionally and natural right given to them by God to protect themselves. So if Joe Biden wishes to harm or to remove our property and strip us of our rights, well, you better start with your own family first. How about that? How about you put Hunter Biden in jail and then I'll know that you're serious about it. We won't give up our rights and we won't give up our guns. But if you put Hunter Biden in prison for being a gun criminal, I will at least respect you, Joe Biden, because you have applied the principle that you wish to apply to me, uh, to your own kid. So at the very least, I'll say, you know what? Got to hand it to the guy. He put his own son in jail. His son's a gun criminal, drug addict, throwing a gun into a dumpster by a school lying on his NICS form. The NICS form is the form you must fill out to uh, uh, get a gun license and to buy a firearm. Got to hand it to the guy. Hey, listen, you know, Joe Biden threw his own kid in jail. At least he believes what he says he believes. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Joe Biden has the same enemy he's always had. You, the American people. And that's why Joe Biden talked about wanting to take away 9 millimeter ammo in a recent interview given on yesterday morning, I believe, at the White House. President Joe Biden brought up 9mm 
Handguns, new comments about gun control. The remarks on Memorial Day comes day after Biden visited Uvalde, Texas, to meet with the families and victims of survivors of school shootings, which renewed a wave of advocacy for more stringent firearm regulations. Speaking with reporters on the South Lawn of the White House, Biden had been asked how close Congress may be to setting limits on gun access, including red flag rules, to which he said, hard to say. But he's negotiating with Republicans. Any Republican who takes the bait on this does not deserve to be in Congress. I am hearing rumors that John Cornyn is talking with Democrats right now about passing gun control and gun confiscation legislation. He is the senator from Texas. Blow up his phone lines. Blow up the office of John Cornyn and his phone lines and directly ask, why are you attempting to work with the Biden administration in order to limit Americans' constitutional rights to defend ourselves? I think that the senator from Texas should have to answer a question like that. Biden said that he wants to be able to remove the 9mm caliber bullet. Here's what he said. He spoke to a trauma doctor from New York decades ago. Biden was a senator and holding hearings on rational gun laws should be. Showed him an x-ray while talking uh, uh, about probably being able to remove 22 caliber bullets lodged in someone's lung to save a life. A 9mm bullet blows the lung out of the body, Biden added. So the idea of these high caliber weapons, they're calling 9mm a high caliber weapon, there's simply no rational basis in terms of self-protection hunting. In fact, 9mm handguns are widely popular for self-defense and concealed carry, one of the smaller calibers available. A 223 Remington is typically used in AR-15s. They're the same size as a 22, just a different casing. So why is Joe Biden talking about 9mm? Because they're coming for handguns. Because he's giving up the ghost here. He's telling you exactly what they're doing. And Justin Trudeau did it yesterday. Justin Trudeau introduced legislation to ban all handguns in Canada. Ban it. Why? Is there a problem with mass shootings in Canada? Of course not. No. They're just using the news opportunity and the crisis in America in order to seize further control so that Justin Trudeau's mounted Gestapo can trample grandmothers in the streets, which is exactly what they're looking to do. The goal of the Great Reset is to reset the relationship between you and the government. The goal of the Great Reset is to say you have too much power, you have too much property, you have too much wealth, you have too much individual liberty to drive anywhere you want. The government must control your car. The government must disarm you. The government must control your property. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Eat the bugs, live in the pod. Then that population can be controlled. Go ahead and look at communist China where people have generally nothing. Go ahead and look at the modern state of the European Union where people have generally nothing, no capacity, no spare income. These are a docile, totally and completely controllable group of people. And they're able to have the boot stamp on their face over and over and over again because there will be no recourse because the people have been defanged. We are the last great nation of individuals and they are attempting now to stamp that out. As George Orwell says, imagine a boot stamping on the human face again and again and again. Justin Trudeau moving to take all the guns in Canada? Go.
And now, as we see gun violence continue to rise, it is our duty to keep taking action. So we decided to take a new route, something that would tackle this issue at a national level. And so today, we're moving forward. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. We should play and contrast that clip with the clip of special operators smashing the windows of truckers in Ottawa and using full assault weapons and tactics in order to crush a peaceful protest in Canada. The goal is to have only one group of armed people in a government. Those people are under your direct control. And then you can have a dictatorship. If only law enforcement and agents of the government are armed, then you can repress and crush your own population. Justin Trudeau is making this move to ban all handguns in Canada. The move to ban handguns is not uniformly popular, writes the post-millennial. It has some major questions to its effectiveness. In 2019, for example, Vancouver police Chief Adam Palmer said that Canada already had extremely strong firearm regulations in place and that no further action is required. He said that the vast majority of gun crimes, especially those with handguns, are committed using illegal guns, so it would make no sense to ban an already prohibited weapon. Ask yourself this. Why is it that Chicago, California, New York, Connecticut, these blue states with supermajorities with the harshest, strictest, most locked down gun laws, gun laws that are so restrictive, they're unconstitutional, and regularly California's gun laws get called unconstitutional. Why is it that these places are the most dangerous places in America? Why is it that mass shootings take place inside of Sandy Hook or Buffalo or San Bernardino? Why is it that there is massive waves of gun crimes in Chicago, wartime deaths? That's right. You add up the deaths in Chicago, they equal... America during wartime. There are more people dying in Chicago over a period, over an extended period of time than die in the Iraq war. Hundreds die in a weekend at times, and thousands have died over the course of the last couple of years. So how are they dying? Guns. Are these guns legal? No. So did your gun laws work? No. What stops a bad person with a gun? Well, as we saw this last weekend, a man intended on shooting uh, on a party. I think my team can tell me which state this was in. I actually don't have this article in front of me. Dude wanted to shoot up a party and a woman with a concealed carry stopped him, shot him dead. That's what stops a madman with a gun. I think this was in Chicago, but I'm not actually sure. That's what stops a madman with a gun. Being and having the capacity to defend yourself is the only way to live in life. Otherwise, you are a slave. Otherwise, you are a serf. Otherwise, you will be the person 
who is oppressed. So ask yourself, do you wish to live oppressed or do you wish to live free? Do you wish to live free or do you wish to live as a slave? The people like Justin Trudeau, who is himself a dictator and following the playbook of the Great Reset from his mentor, Klaus Schwab, Charleston, West, by the way, Charleston, West Virginia, my team is just telling me, Charleston, West Virginia was where a man intended on committing a mass shooting and was shot dead by a woman with a gun. The easiest way to prevent the mass shooting is to make sure that you shoot first. In fact, you would have had a number of children's lives saved in Uvalde if someone had shot first. The amount of flawed and criminal, I think, liability for some of the police officers and school resource officers there. We hope that it gets fully investigated and the Biden Department of Justice is investigating. And the fact remains true. The only people who get hurt when you ban legal guns are the people who are good. The people who are bad benefit. Even Joe Rogan knows this, stating this last weekend that if you're banning guns, the only people who will have them are criminals. Joe, go. And I don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the power to the government. We see how they are even with an armed populace. They still have a tendency towards totalitarianism. And the more increased power and control you have over people, the easier it is for them to do what they do. And there's a natural inclination when you are a person in power to try to hold more power and acquire more power. And it's never, there's never an inclination to give more power back to the people, to give more freedoms back to the people. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. This country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem. We dove into the data in our episode, peeling back the onion layers on Uvalde. And what it showed is that the strongest correlation in mass shooters is actually Broken homes, broken families, broken children, fatherless children, drug-addicted mothers, not having anyone there for them, letting all that stress and pressure and bullying build up and having no outlet. The destruction of our culture, the destruction of the family is the problem. And it's time that we start looking inward at our own culture in America. Joe Rogan says we have a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem. He's right. He goes on to say, I don't think it's wise to take all the guns away from people and give them to the government. We'll see how they are with armed populace. They have a tendency towards totalitarianism. And the more increased power and control you have over the people, the easier it is for them to do what they do. It's a natural inclination. When you're a person in power, you try and hold more and more and acquire more and more of it. Freedoms are lost and rarely regained, Rogan says. He's right. And you can see the atrocities happening across the planet in disarmed populations. Where do atrocities occur? There are horrible things that happen in this country, my country, America. And you know what? There's not a single person on this the sweet soil of this nation that do, that wants to see a mass shooting or wants to see these tragedies occur. We want to see them stopped. But we need to take a moment and reconcile the recent history of the planet. Let's just go back 100 years. Just 100 years. Let's go back to the 1920s. The Bolshevik Revolution happening in Russia. 
What's the first thing the communists do? Seize the guns. What's the first thing the Nazis do? Seize the guns. What's the first thing that Mao Zedong does in China? Seize the guns. Seize the guns. Seize the guns. Disarm the population and then treat them like slaves, dehumanize them, and kill them. Concentration camps, gulags, mass starvation. Seize the guns. Seize the power. Seize the ability for you to defend yourself, your country, your family, your nation, your food. This is how you know evil from good. Because the first thing that happened in this country, a good nation with Renaissance principles and wise leaders founding it, is the giving of guns and firearms to the people. Because they realized that that is the greatest defense against the tyranny that they had just endured. And what does that tyranny look like? Well, it doesn't look like the tragedy of dozens of people dead at the hands of a sociopath it looks like the mechanized slaughter of Stalin in Ukraine. The starvation of 4 million people to death. 20 million people is estimated to have died. These are Russians, by the way, to have died under communism in Russia by the Russia government. The deaths for the German people and during the Holocaust at the hands of the Nazi regime are in the multi-millions. The death for the regime of Mao Zedong in communist China is estimated at 60 million. 60 million. 60 million. That's a fourth of America. That's a fourth of America. It's like a fourth of the American population and gone. Thanos Club. See ya. By the government. The government engaging in those genocides. We don't discuss it enough. And the first step is the disarming of the population. Perhaps, and you know it in your soul, that you should not be trusting these people who locked you down during COVID, who trample your rights, who harm your children, who open our borders, who inflate our currency, who've destroyed our economy, who wish to lock you down once more. You shouldn't trust them. Even Democrats know it. And that's why you're starting to see some of the most shocking polls out yet in this cycle. Democrats at risk in districts that Biden won by 10 to 15 points. This according to Axios. The midterm outlook for House Democrats is so bleak that even members in districts that Biden won by 10 to 15 points are in danger of losing their seats, according to election experts. The Cook Political Report revised its Fall House forecast for a net gain of 20 to 35 seats for Republicans. Cook shifted 10 races in the Republicans' direction and toward Democrats, with 35 Democrat seats now labeled toss-up or worse. Zoom out. This year was always going to be difficult for Democrats. Historic trends suggest the president's party typically loses seats. 23 House Democrats have announced they won't be seeking re-election. President Biden's approval rating is in the low 40s. Actually, it's in the low 30s. But suppression polls keep it unsustainably high, illegitimately high. Polling shows Republicans are winning the generic congressional ballot. Would you rather vote for Democrat or Republican? That's that question. By an average of 1.9 points, and they still have room to grow. The most competitive states in this cycle are where the courts, commissions drew congressional maps opposed to the partisans' ones. So you have had many states like New York, Michigan, Arizona, and California 
where you're going to see a lot of money spent because the lines have been drawn by nonpartisan commissions. Thank God. The only path to survival for Democrats may be go scorched earth against the still undefined Republican challengers. Yeah, right. The bottom line is the most competitive house races are playing a huge, huge part in the destruction of the modern Democrat Party in states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. All important states. And in 2024, it's going to be a absolute catastrophic apocalyptic nightmare for Democrats. It's not getting any better. In fact, some Democrats may even go to prison. I know, I know, Benny. You you always say that Democrats are going to go to jail. Hillary's going to go to jail. Lock her up. But actually, I have on record a very powerful Democrat with the last name Pelosi going to jail this weekend. Let's, let's, Let's end on a high note here. Nancy Pelosi's husband in prison for a few hours, handcuffed and arrested. Why? Well, Nancy Pelosi's husband got blackout drunk. He's 82 years old, drove drunk through a red light or a, I suppose a stop sign actually. And he smashed into a 48 year old man who was driving a Jeep in that intersection. Paul Pelosi was driving a Porsche back to his Napa Valley mansion How'd that happen? Very interesting. Nancy Pelosi, a public servant. She only makes like a hundred grand a year. How does she have a Napa Valley mansion? And a hundred grand a year. I mean, listen, that's good money, but it's not buying you a a vineyard. That's not like vineyard money in the most expensive part of America, Napa Valley. Check home prices in Napa Valley. How's, uh, how'd that happen, Nancy? How's your husband blackout drunk driving down the road in a Porsche to your mansion? Somebody explain that to me. Hmm. Apparently there were, thankfully, no injuries reported, but the driver of the Jeep was not arrested while Pelosi was busted at right near midnight, 11.44 p.m., and booked into the Napa Valley Detention Center. Pelosi was charged with two misdemeanors, driving under the influence and driving with a blood alcohol level of .08 and higher. He was bailed out a few hours later, $5,000 bail. Pelosi's spokesperson said she won't be commenting, (laughs) but I have a comment all the comment you need. The reason that poor Paul Pelosi was blackout drunk driving down the road in the middle of the night um, was probably because he goes to bed every night and wakes up every morning knowing that Nancy Pelosi is indeed his wife. The plot of the DUI arrest thickens, however, while the information doesn't say who was at the fault yet, who was at fault yet, It's very problematic to be driving while you're drunk. You're not only endangering yourself, but you're endangering others. He's lucky that he wasn't injured and didn't injure anyone else. But what will happen to Paul Pelosi? There are various criminal charges that may come from doing this. He may lose his license. He may just have to fly private with Nancy Pelosi on her uh, little cocktail-fueled private jet there as a Speaker of the House. And again, ladies and gentlemen, not going to stop the fact that you're married to Nancy Pelosi. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, buddy. That remains a fact no matter how drunk you get. Too bad. Too bad. But hey, listen, at least the hammer of justice fell on a member of the Pelosi family. We deeply encourage the 
Republican-led majority to investigate Nancy Pelosi for insider trading, which is exactly how she got all of her money. Her husband, and this will come as a shock to you, trades tech stocks. Hmm, I wonder. Nancy Pelosi represents San Francisco. How does that happen? How'd they get so written? Must be luck of the draw. Well, we are lucky on this show. We're lucky to have you as an audience. We're lucky to have you, uh, and we are grateful for you. We are so thankful to live in this country. We are thankful to be able to do this program every single day and to be able to talk through the issues of the day. Most importantly, to be able to speak truth. And that's what we do on this show because we have our priorities right. God, family, country, that's what we care about on this show. We were born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are building here. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show. See ya.